Hello and welcome to Essential Descent, bringing you audio from the last days of the U.S. Empire. I'm Wilton Vaught, producer of the series. This episode is a press conference in support of drone whistleblower Daniel Hale, who is facing sentencing on July 27, 2021, that could bring him 10 years in federal prison for releasing documents that revealed the gross human rights violations and war crimes of the U.S. killer drone program. More information on Daniel Hale's case can be found at standwithdanielhale.org. The press conference was sponsored by bankillerdrones.org and took place on the High Line in New York City on July 17, 2021, beneath a 30-foot drone sculpture created by artist Sam Durant. The Raging Grannies kicked off the event with a few anti-war songs, so we'll start with one of those and then move on to the press conference itself. Sing along with us, the New York City Metro Raging Grannies. We gotta stand, we gotta stand, we gotta stand with Daniel Hale. Sing along! We gotta stand, we gotta stand, we gotta stand with Daniel Hale. Daniel Hale was a worker in Air Force Intelligence. We gotta stand with Daniel Hale. He listened to his conscience and he shared some documents. We gotta stand with Daniel Hale. We gotta stand. We gotta stand. We gotta stand with Daniel Hale. We gotta stand. We gotta stand. We gotta stand with Daniel Hale. Daniel Hale is strong and true. Told us what our drone strikes do. We gotta stand with Exporting global dread, countless civilians dead. We gotta stand with Daniel Hale. Sing with us. We gotta stand. We gotta stand. We gotta stand with Daniel Hale. We gotta stand. We gotta stand. Take a stand. We gotta stand with Daniel Hale. Daniel Hale now sits in prison, hasn't even had a trial. We gotta stand with Daniel Hale. Those who sit in charge want him locked up for a long while. Gotta stand with Daniel Hale. We gotta stand, we gotta stand, we gotta stand with Daniel Hale. We gotta stand, we gotta stand. We gotta stand with Daniel Hale. When the ones who tell the truth are the ones who go to jail, we gotta stand with Daniel Hale. We don't have a democracy. Our system's broken, failed. We gotta stand with Daniel Hale. Last time, we gotta stand. We gotta stand. We gotta stand with Daniel Hale. We gotta stand. We gotta stand, we gotta stand with Daniel All right. My name is Sally Jones. I'm with Peace Action New York State and with the band Killer Drones Coalition. And I uh, welcome you to this press conference we are holding on behalf of Daniel Hale. 
He is a drone truth teller. I would like to introduce my co-host, Nick Motern, who is going to say a few words about why we're here. Nick is a co-coordinator of the Ban Killer Drones campaign. Nick. Good morning, everybody. Thank you, Sally. We're holding this press conference today at this sculpture of a predator drone created by Sam Durant because the sculptor's purpose is to raise questions about drone killing and drone surveillance. We want to thank you all for being here and to thank Sam Durant and the Friends of the High Line for bringing the issue of drone killing and drone surveillance so prominently into New York City, the home of the United Nations. We hope the United Nations will, will someday soon approve a treaty to ban weaponized drones and police and military drone surveillance. That is the goal of bankillerdrones.org. Today we want to add to the sculpture these masked, cloaked figures. They are symbolic of the tens of thousands of people, all people of color, who have been killed, maimed, and terrorized by United States using killer drones. These attacks continue today. They will go on indefinitely under the Biden administration, and we should also note that they're going on in Afghanistan right now, along with bombing by manned aircraft. These people who have died and who have been terrorized and suffered are why Daniel Hale risked his life, everything, to reveal the truth of drone warfare and why we are here today to say free Daniel, and in doing so, free the truth. Thank you. Thank you, Nick. Our next speaker is Zul Zukowitz. He's a retired member of the Directors Guild of America and founder of the Artists and Activist Collective, The Art and Politics of Justice and Joy. He is an organizer for Rising Together, a celebration in the struggle for justice, people, and planet. Zul will be reading a statement from Daniel Hale's lawyers for us today, and also a letter he has received from Daniel Hale while he is in jail awaiting sentencing. The statement will go into detail about what Daniel Hale is charged with, why he is being held in jail, and what he is facing when he is sentenced. Zul, please. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, everyone, for coming. This is from Jesslyn Raddick and Kathleen McClellan, prepared by William Neuheisel of StandWithDanielHale.org. In May 2019, drone truth-teller Daniel Everett Hale was arrested and indicted on allegations that he disclosed classified documents about the U.S. military's drone assassination program 
He was accused of giving an investigative journalist truthful information in the public interest. That information revealed mass surveillance and civil liberties concerns, systemic human rights violations, and that drones were more deadly and less accurate than the government was telling the public. He was charged with four counts under the Espionage Act of 1917 and one count of theft of government property. On March 31st, 2021, Hale pleaded guilty to a single count under the Espionage Act, carrying a maximum sentence of 10 years. This plea will likely result in a fraction of the decades in prison time that the government originally sought, and it is a result of the Kafka-esque impossibility of mounting a proper defense against the Espionage Act, as well we well know in the Julian Assange case as well. In these cases... The government does not have to show the actual harm, and the government has admitted to no evidence of actual harm, but it appears unlikely that the lack of actual damage or the public interest factor will even be considered at sentencing, where the government is seeking the maximum end of the penalty range. Daniel awaits sentencing in the Alexandria Detention Center, where he has been held since April 28, 2021, when he was suddenly and unexpectedly arrested for alleged parole violations, which were never explained in open court. Sentencing is scheduled for July 27th at 9 a.m. in the Alexandria Federal Courthouse. The prosecution of Daniel Hale and other truth-tellers and whistleblowers under the Espionage Act is a fundamental threat to freedom of the press. There are other laws that could be used to prosecute unauthorized disclosure of sacred information, but the government increasingly chooses the heavy-handed Espionage Act to punish media sources and whistleblowers. The government's use of the Espionage Act against media sources has everything to do with chilling speech and journalism and nothing to do with justice. A number of drone veterans have come forward to speak out about the lies, brutality, and mistakes of these extrajudicial assassinations. The government knows that public scrutiny would threaten its ability to carry on drone warfare and so to stanch the tide of dissent, it used the Espionage Act to send a chilling message. Every whistleblower charged under the Espionage Act is a threat to the work of national security journalists and the sources they rely upon to hold the government accountable. We encourage supporters to ask President Biden to pardon Daniel Hale and urge people to send letters of support to Daniel following the instructions at standwithdanielhale.org, standwithdanielhale.org. Shortly after Daniel was taken and put in the Alexandria Detention Center, I wrote to him, and he wrote this letter to me. Zul, I am writing to you this morning to thank you for your kind and thoughtful letter of support. It has been a difficult, 
transition since my arrest three weeks ago, but your support has greatly helped to release the loss and anxiety I feel after being locked up. I can't tell you how much it means to me to know that an otherwise total stranger like you is out there thinking of me while I'm in here. I spent the first two weeks in a quarantine housing unit where you were only permitted outside of your cell three times per week for 45 minutes at a time. Since then, I've been released to admin sec, which is a high security part of the prison equal to solitary confinement. It's not much, but at least I'm allowed outside my cell once per day for a couple of hours. The rest of my 22 hours are spent inside my cell. I've not been outside to feel the sun since before my arrest. Like I said, the transition has been hard, but I am slowly adapting to my new environment while I anxiously await my sentencing in July. I am quite nervous about what I should expect to receive from Judge O'Grady. He seems like a tough cookie. I'll be glad when this whole mess has come to an end. Thank you again for your voice of support. I'm trying to make an effort to write back to everyone who reaches out to me, so I'm sorry if this letter does not reach you sooner. I would like to keep in touch, so please write back as you are able. Or if you come across any interesting articles, then please mail me a copy if you can. I'm desperate for current event updates. Peace, love, solidarity, Daniel Hale. Thank you. You're listening to a press conference in support of drone whistleblower Daniel Hale, which took place on the High Line in New York City on July 17, 2021. More information on Daniel Hale's case can be found at standwithdanielhale.org. Thank you, Zul. That, I think, is uh, the kind of testimony that uh, we really need to have on a feel, feeling on a very personal basis about what the uh, oppression and suppression of the truth is in the United States today. We're very, very honored and pleased to have Margaret Kimberly be our next speaker. She is the co-founder, editor, and senior columnist at the very great Black Agenda Report. She's the author of Prejudential, Black America and the Presidents. And she has a leadership role in the Black Alliance for Peace and United National Anti-War Coalition. Margaret, thank you very much for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you you all. Uh, I first want to thank Band Killer Drones for inviting Black Alliance for Peace to participate in this press conference. I'm very much honored to represent Black Alliance for Peace and to speak on behalf of Daniel Hale. I recall the first time that I heard about Barack Obama's drone kill list. It was no secret exposed by the media. The Obama administration leaked the story to the New York Times as part of their 2012 campaign strategy. It was seen as a boon to his reelection effort, bragging 
that the president could decide who would live and die based on his whim. He made good on what he thought was good publicity by killing American citizens Anwar al-Awlaki and his son Abdul Rahman al-Awlaki in Yemen via drone strikes. They were not charged with crimes, but no one in Congress or the corporate media pointed out the inherent dangers of this policy. Even Attorney General Eric Holder claimed that constitutional rights to due process were null and void if a president said so. Holder said, due process and judicial process are not one and the same, particularly when it comes to national security. The Constitution grants due process, not judicial process. That's nonsense, of course. There's no legal precedent for what he said. Daniel Hale is being punished for doing what the Attorney General and others failed to do, defend legal rights and expose government wrongdoing. And now he awaits sentencing in the Eastern District of Virginia, the notorious hanging court for whistleblowers. We can thank Obama for criminalizing whistleblowing. He prosecuted the previously discredited Espionage Act and used it more often than all of his predecessors combined. Trump continued the policy, and Biden once again proves that there is more continuity than difference among U.S. presidents. And so we are here today on behalf of a whistleblower who's been criminalized for revealing what the state doesn't want us to know. Black Alliance for Peace has a particular interest in the use of drones in Africa, part of the U.S. Africa Command, known as AFRICOM. BAP's signature campaign, no compromise, no retreat, defeat the war against Black African people in the U.S. and abroad, includes among its demands shutting down AFRICOM, and the 800 plus, 800, 800 plus U.S. and NATO bases around the world. We know there are drone bases in Djibouti, Somalia, Kenya, Ethiopia, and Niger. Only a few African nations are not involved in AFRICOM and are therefore under the control of the U.S. military and are not truly sovereign and independent. AFRICOM has increased instability. Of course, that's its goal, to increase the U.S. presence at the expense of other nations' rights. Violence is a feature of the system. It is definitely not a bug. One of the reasons that Daniel Hale publicly denounced drone programs was to expose the wanton killing taking place. Wedding parties, funeral parties, public gatherings of any kind were at risk of drone attack. And anyone who was killed was called a combatant or an insurgent or given some other name, which implied that the person lost a right to live if killed by the U.S. Hale is paying a big price because he wanted the world to know what the U.S. does. But let's not be confused about the prosecution. Anyone going before the Eastern District pleads guilty. And that's the only wise legal recourse, because whistleblowers have no legal rights. No defenses allowed. Not First Amendment rights, not wanting to inform the public. Juries are not even allowed to hear these words. I remember growing up hearing about show trials in the Soviet Union. And here we are in the United States with exactly the same thing, 
hoping that Hale is sentenced to a mere 10 years. In exposing the drones, Hale did not just expose military policy, but the concept of American exceptionalism, the idea that the U.S. can invade, sanction, or use proxies in order to supposedly benefit people around the world. He proved that these notions are nonsensical lies. Drone programs are just one facet of U.S. foreign policy and are used to silence anyone who thinks about revealing the inner workings of the government. Cruelty is the point. If the dissenters are not punished, the whole system might be at risk. Whether he realized it or not, Hale exposed why the military budget must be cut in half. That is another BAP demand. The $750 billion budget is 60% of all discretionary spending and therefore deprives people in this country of their right to live with their needs met. I recall being in Washington and seeing advertisements in their metro for Raytheon and McDonnell Douglas. The welfare system for the military industrial complex requires persecution and prosecution. Its existence is at risk if whistleblowers are not given the most draconian punishments possible. That's why we bear witness for Daniel Hale and speak up for him because he cannot speak up for himself. Thank you very much. Okay, our next speaker is Jack Gilroy. Jack Gilroy was trained in the U.S. Infantry to disobey all unlawful orders. He does not know if he would have had the courage of Daniel Hale, but he does know that killing civilians is an illegal, immoral order that must be reported by honorable members of the military. He is a member of Broome County Peace Action and Veterans for Peace. He is going to read a statement, or actually a letter from Martin Sheen. Thanks, Sally. Someone, someone uh, said that uh, Martin Sheen, is he the actor? Yeah, he is. And those of us here pretty much know that he's an icon for progressive America. Uh, he's been arrested many times. In fact, he just finished a film about Fred Hampton, the uh, Black Panther who was murdered by the FBI back in 1969. What was the role that uh, that Martin uh, played? You'll be seeing before long. J. Edgar Hoover, director of the FBI. I'm sure that Martin had, at, even at that time, was being investigated. We asked Martin to make a quick statement. He said, our nation needs truth tellers now more than ever. Daniel Hale is an American hero who speaks truth to power. Now he faces prison for exposing the truth about murderous American drone warfare. Here's the letter that Martin wrote to Judge O'Grady in Alexandria, Virginia, that saturated CIA and U.S. military area that Daniel Hale did not want to go to trial for. He said to the judge, I hope this finds you well and reaches you in time to add my voice to all the other concerned voices advocating for compassionate consideration on behalf of Mr. Daniel Hale, who will come before you in a few days. Of course, you are far more familiar with the case than I, and while I understand judicial responsibility regarding federal sentencing guidelines, I am equally certain that you could not remain unmoved, even inspired by Mr. Hale's enviable courage 
which led him to his moral commitment and hence to your courtroom for the impending sentence. Therefore, I respectfully urge your honor to acknowledge the genuine level of patriotism, common sense morality, and the depth of personal courage that motivated defendant Daniel Hale by issuing a sentence that reflects your own personal level of common sense justice, compassion, and courage. Signed, Martin Sheen. I want to uh, say we're very honored to have Susan Schnall be with us this morning. She's a member of the National Board of Directors of Veterans for Peace. She is the president of the New York City chapter of Veterans for Peace and really a great leader for peace and, and humanity. As a U.S. Navy nurse, she blew the whistle on the Vietnam War dropping any war leaflets from an airplane over five military bases and an aircraft carrier in the San Francisco area in 1968. She was court-martialed for anti-war protesting in 1969. She is a coordinator of the Vietnam Agent Orange Relief and Responsibility Campaign. Thank you all for coming today to free Daniel Hale. That's what we want to do, is to free Daniel Hale. Daniel Hale. Free Daniel Hale. So, Daniel Hale. When I hear Daniel's story, I know that he represents so many other young people in the military who are forced to follow the orders of our government our generals, and we, the American people, have a responsibility to stop it. We have military bases over 800 places in the world. 800. Come on, give me a break. Do we really think that 800 places in the world need our military bases to pollute, to destroy, to kill innocent people? to aim their targets at whatever, because it has been decreed by this government and these corporate powers that they are the enemies of the American people. And we say they are not, that we need to change our government and our culture. And we need to free Daniel Hale. That's why we're here. We're here to support him as an individual. We're here to support his actions. We're here to support him and to say to the government, no, you are wrong. Stop the killing. Stop the killing overseas in our name. Stop the killing in our communities, in New York City, in Madison. Stop the killing of people of color what on earth is going on with humanity and what is going on with us who allow it. I just want to take you back 60 years. It's a short period of time, right? When there were wars in other parts of the world. Not only were we killing children and men and women, but we were poisoning the land with an herbicide called Agent Orange Dioxin. 
This is 60 years later, and the people in Vietnam continue to suffer. And I'd also think it's important to understand that we harmed the people in Laos, in Cambodia, in Vietnam, and the agent was also sprayed on American troops. So if you think you can be safe by just going along and supporting what the government says, you're wrong. You cannot. At some point, you need to take a stand. And I would suggest this is the time. We have, we have heroes who we know well in this country. We have heroes who try to tell us what is going on. And I was just thinking last night, you know, these heroes who we use the term whistleblowers because they have knowledge that we don't have. We admire them. We admire Daniel Ellsberg. We admire him for speaking out all those years ago. And we admire him today because he continues to release the secret papers of the Pentagon. He continues to say these are threats that have been existing for 50 and 60 years. Daniel Ellsberg is a hero. I'd also like us to think about Edward Snowden, who I think we listen to, we watch every now and then, who is far away, thousands of miles away, who gave the American people the information that the United States government was spying on everybody. They know your email, they know your telephone number, they know what messages you're writing, and they know what you're texting, every one of us. So Ed Snowden said this is what is going on in our country that some people think of as the land of the free and the home of the brave. It becomes the home of the brave when people are able to speak out and say, no more. No more wars in our names. No more wars overseas. No more wars. No more war. And I was, thank you. And we need to stop it because we all have a responsibility. And now we have the knowledge. And we have the knowledge of drones gathering intelligence from all of us. There isn't anybody who is exempt. We know because Daniel Hale told us that you can sit in an office and kill people thousands of miles away. That, in my mind, is just destructive to all of humanity. We need to value everybody's life. And we need to say to Daniel Hale, we know you are a hero. You are a hero because you've told us the truth. Now it is our responsibility, because we know the truth, that we're going to do something about it. We need to write to the judge. We need to continue to support Daniel Hale. And I just would like to end with, remember Daniel Hale. We need to get him out of prison and back home 
and speaking with all of us. He is a powerful voice of conscience. He is a powerful voice who is an alternative to what our government says, what our corporate powers say. And I'll end with free Daniel Hale. Free Daniel Hale. Free Daniel Hale. Free Daniel Hale. Hale. Write letters, write letters to the judge. Support Daniel Hale. Thank you. You're listening to a press conference in support of drone whistleblower Daniel Hale, which took place on the High Line in New York City on July 17, 2021. More information on Daniel Hale's case can be found at standwithdanielhale.org. All right. I'm bringing back Jack Gilroy. He has a message from Rob Chetterly, who is an artist that has created a series of Americans who tell the truth. And I think that Daniel Hale belongs in, in that series. Go ahead. Because of the sun and heat, I'm not going to read the whole uh, piece. You can go online and see pretty much what he has to say on common dreams. But Rob Shetterly, for 50 years, has been doing portraits of Americans who tell the truth. 250 portraits. Here's what uh, Rob Shetterly has to say. By the way, a major documentary will be released next month about Rob Shetterly and Americans who tell the truth. My next portrait for Americans who tell the truth project will be Daniel Hale. Daniel will be sentenced on July 27th in Alexandria, Virginia, for the crime of truth-telling. He may receive 10 years in prison, surely sufficient time to reflect on the errors of his ways, which is having an overactive conscience and the courage to act on it. It is astounding to see the full force of the state come down on one person who has the courage to act with moral clarity. What in a democratic society can we count on to be a stopgap against moral chaos? We would like to think it's our institutions and separations of powers and wise politicians who steer a moral course. Unfortunately, that's not true. It's often the lone whistleblower, and that's why I'll be painting Daniel Hale. Our next speaker is Deborah Sweet. She's the director of World Can't Wait. Deborah has been actively opposing U.S. wars of aggression since Vietnam. And as a matter of fact, when she was 19 years old, she confronted uh, former so-called President Richard Nixon uh, about the Vietnam War. As director of World Can't Wait, Deborah has been in the street all the time. That person we don't talk about was president, fighting against fascism. And we still have that fight going on. So, Deborah, thank you very, very much for being with us this morning. I want to call the attention of everyone watching to the sculpture that we're standing under. I hope the press can get a view of it. It's about 30 feet tall. It stands at the intersection of 30th Street and 10th Avenue. Walking in three directions, you can see this object. And it is a predator weaponized drone. I think from standing out here previously talking to people, most people have no idea what this is. It may be just a piece of art, or it may be something that keeps us safe. 
or it may be a hideous danger. Daniel Hale went into the military and his own description is that he was homeless and desperate and the only place he could go was the Air Force that would take him. And he learned firsthand how these weaponized and surveillance drones are used. He had a picture of it. He wanted us to have the picture of it so that we could understand these drones target and kill people of color around the world and increasingly in the, in this country for the purpose of what? Defending and holding on to an empire. He wanted us to know that it is impossible for these drones not to kill unarmed people and that for the most part, the rules of engagement that Margaret talked about developed by the Obama administration decided that any men aged 18 or over were to be designated armed combatants and therefore they could be killed. This is outrageous on the face of it and should be tolerated by no people under any government anywhere. I know how I see this drone. I look at this piece of art and I think it's a powerful metaphor for this empire. It's white, it's kind of bland, it kills people indiscriminately in most of the rest of the world who are in their majority people of color and it can run on autopilot. This is what Daniel helped to expose. We understand that he may have given information about the military drone program, and that's why he was under such heavy indictment on four counts of the Espionage Act. But I have a contradiction for everyone to think about. Why is it that someone acting in the interests of humanity to expose the crimes of this government faces much more time than people who actually carry out those crimes. Not only from the White House, not only from the chiefs of staff, but on the ground, the people fighting in the so-called war on terror were by and large not prosecuted for all the crimes of humanity that we know about. And those that were got very light sentences. People in Iraq were killed at Nisur Square in 2007. They were killed during the attack that was so powerfully exposed by Chelsea Manning in the collateral murder video. But what did this government do? Four of them, Clint Lawrence, Ed Gallagher, uh, Matthew, always forget his name, Goldstein, and Michael Brahenna were all convicted of killing unarmed people in either Iraq or Afghanistan. Some of them actually got sentenced to time. But who came along? The orange-haired fascist in 2019 pardoned all of them. He called them heroes.
These are not our heroes. Our heroes are people like Chelsea Manning, like Daniel Hale, like Reality Winner, like Edward Snowden, and like Julian Assange, who have taken great risks to get out the reality of what this empire is all about. And that's why we demand no further jail time for Daniel. Let him out. And Biden, you need to pardon him. He needs a full pardon. This is our demand for Daniel. I just want to say that in this one case, it unfolds a whole picture. This is not about who's the president necessarily. It's not about the intentions of people living in this country. There's a system going on here. Capitalism, imperialism. Capitalism because it's based on exploitation and imperialism because it works across the whole globe to dominate it. This is the system that drives these wars insistently. This is what we have to oppose every day. Many of us here in this group are demanding a ban on killer surveillance and weaponized drones. We're demanding a ban on nuclear weapons. And guess what? The United States is number one in using and producing both. This is the problem, the United States being the biggest danger to the globe right now. And we are out here demanding freedom for Daniel Hale. I would say, get him out of jail. Release Daniel Hale. Get him out of jail. Release Daniel Hale. Get him out of jail. Thank you all. You're listening to a press conference in support of drone whistleblower Daniel Hale, which took place on the High Line in New York City on July 17, 2021. More information on Daniel Hale's case can be found at standwithdanielhale.org. Deborah, that was fantastic, and I'm so glad you pointed out the drone and the characteristics of it. If you watch people going down here, how many people are looking up? We have to be here so that people will look up. Our next speaker is Sarah Flounders. She is co-director of the International Action Center and helps to coordinate United National Anti-War Coalition. She is an associate member of Veterans for Peace, Chapter 21. Flounders has co-authored 10 books on U.S. wars, sanctions, and expanding bases, on exposing military recruiters, and on the U.S. use of depleted uranium weapons. She writes regularly for the Marxist Workers' World newspaper, workers.org, and challenges U.S. wars on alternative and corporate media outlets. She is presently coordinating the Sanctions Kill campaign and has organized past solidarity delegations to countries devastated by U.S. wars and sanctions, including Iran, Iraq, Syria, Sudan, Palestine, Yugoslavia, Cuba, and Venezuela. Sarah, I know 
you, you're right here. Thank you so much for coming out in this boiling heat. And it's this one. Does anyone here know if they're on this kill list? There's tens of thousands of names on U.S. kill lists. Now, it could be any one of us here holding today's press conference. It could be me. It certainly could be Nick with no drones. It could be a masked character over here who no one knows. In many countries around the world, to be on a secret hit list is a sentence of death. Not only, not only for that person, but everyone around, including the media who's here today, including family members, including children. And if you're on that kill list, or even if you're not, but maybe you look suspicious because you're at a wedding, or you're at a funeral, or you're at a birthday party, or you're at any kind of family gathering, everyone gets incinerated. That's what a killer drone does. It's nameless, it's faceless, you don't know who's on the kill list, and who just happens to be an innocent bystander. Now that is a weapon of mass terror. And when we say it's tens of thousands strong, it's people like Daniel Hale that have brought this, dragged this into the daylight, demanded accountability, demanded accountability. These are weapons of terror. Daniel Hale is a hero. Julian Assange is a hero. Chelsea Manning is a hero. They have risked everything. And why? Actually, because they believe something we're all taught in high school. Remember the Nuremberg principles and the Nuremberg Tribunal? It said there is an obligation. There is an obligation, a personal obligation. You can't say you didn't know. There's an obligation to expose, to resist, to call into accountability if you know a crime is being committed against defenseless civilians. So Daniel Hale was doing something that he rightfully felt he had a moral obligation to do. The Nuremberg principle said the killing of non-combatants without trial, the killing of innocent civilians is a war crime. These are crimes against humanity. We can't mince words about that, about what the whole killer drone program is, what the U.S. bases are, what U.S. invasions are all about, what it means to sanction a third of the world, 39 countries, and intentionally starve them down, what it means to withhold food and medicine. That's U.S. policy. And it goes hand in hand with killer drones. It goes hand in hand with targeting and killing civilians, with calling the whole world an enemy, enemy combatants, terrorists, 
and it's using again and again the weapon of terror that no one knows are they targeted. When their children go to school, when they're riding in a school bus, will they come home? If you're in Pakistan, Iraq, Afghanistan, Libya, Yemen, how many countries do parents not know? So when we're out here today, yes, it's hot. It's hot. It's really hot in whole parts of the world where you don't know how to seek shade, how to get out of the limelight of the killer drones. Now, Daniel Hale, as I say, he should be awarded a Medal of Honor. And this was, this was a challenge even raised in the Vietnam War by U.S. soldiers that said they had an obligation to resist, an obligation to resist the draft. These heroes, we can't forget. We can't leave them behind. We have to raise up their names. We have to raise up and hold up what they did, which was to resist, to resist crimes, countless crimes against the defenseless around the world. Daniel Hale isn't being sentenced because he exposed this program. No, he's being sentenced because he challenged morally, politically, this killer program. Everyone here acknowledges Daniel Hales, but we have to make it a household word. We have to make it known in the political movement. We have to have his back. And that includes letters. It includes petitions. It includes raising his name in every event. In the same way that we've learned how the Julian Assange campaign, it's everywhere. And it deserves to be. It needs to be. But we got to do the same thing with Daniel Hale. We got to do the same thing with everyone who has stood up and challenged again and again. Daniel Hale, the crimes he has committed, we challenge today. The crimes he has committed, we acknowledge as heroic acts of resistance. We need on a much wider scale to be committing those exact crimes and to be welcoming and listening to others who come forward with the information and material. Free Daniel Hale. Free Daniel Hale. Free Daniel Hale. Free Daniel Hale. End killer drones. End killer drones. End killer drones. End killer drones. End U.S. wars. End U.S. wars. Thank you. Yes, thank you, everybody who has spoken. And we really can't say enough. If you're watching this, we want you to go to the website standwithdanielhale.org and do those things that are listed there. It's very simple. It doesn't take very long. It can mean a tremendous amount in these last few days before this judge decides what he's going to do with the life of Daniel Hale and the life of truth in the United States. Now, I want to uh, introduce our last speaker, uh, Abby Zamchek. He's an activist, a writer, 
a member of the Yemen Vigil for Peace and United Against War and Militarism, as well as the organizer in the nationwide struggle against the privatization of public housing. I think it's very fitting that we end our press conference with comments about Yemen. U.S. drone attacks in Yemen started more than a decade ago. U.S. drone attacks in Yemen had a great deal to do with the civil war that's going there right now. So the United States is, is, is not innocent in Yemen. Even if we cut off all military aid for the Saudis, we still have major responsibilities for the death, starvation, and, and uh, disease in Yemen. And we need to be thinking about reparations for Yemen. So, Abby, we're very, very grateful for you to be here today with your colleagues. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. And it's a great privilege to be in the company of so many inspiring and dedicated activists and speakers. I'm also here, as mentioned, from the Yemen Vigil for Peace, which usually meets at 11. But we have dedicated members here with the banner that Yemen is starving. Um, and we have to go pretty soon, so I'll keep it short. I know everyone's hot, but I have a few quick words. The first is a statement shared in solidarity with the Yemeni Alliance Committee and their New York chapter. And I'm going to read that first. They said the Yemeni Alliance Committee New York chapter stands in solidarity with Daniel Hale in his quest for justice. In a country where exposing war crimes makes you a target, this is a threat to truth, justice, equality, and peace. As a lot of you might know, it's been more than six years since the Saudi-led coalition waged an aggressive campaign in Yemen that has destabilized the country, destroyed anything and everything resourceful, imposed a naval, air, and land blockade that is exacerbating the world's worst humanitarian crisis of the century. Thousands of children and innocent civilians have been killed as a result of the Saudi aggression that is backed by the United States. Three years ago, the Saudi-led coalition bombed a school bus full of children in Yemen, more than 40 children and injuring many. Every August, the Yemen, Yemeni Alliance Committee, with a coalition of anti-war organizations, comes together to commemorate the children who were killed in the Saudi school bus bombing in August of 2018 as a reminder that we won't forget their lives and the lives of the many Yemenis that were killed in this unjust war. We hope you can join us at 4 p.m. on August 9th in front of the Saudi consulate in New York City to commemorate the third anniversary of the Saudi school bus bombing. So thank you. That was the first statement shared in solidarity. And now a quick few ending words of myself about Daniel Hale and why I'm here in particular. Daniel Hale was charged, as mentioned, under the Espionage Act of 1917. They've got this set up since then. There's new developments like drones, but they have the old acts that are putting away the truth killers ever since to support these imperialist wars that keep on going. Daniel Hale joins the other famous activists charged on this act, including Eugene Debs, Emma Goldman, and Julius and Ethel Rosenberg, and Daniel Ellsberg, and more recently, Chelsea Manning, Julian Assange, and Edgar Snow. Daniel Ellsberg said recently at a conference this year in UMass Amherst that what inspired him to act was in part the hope that it would inspire others to do the same thing. And we see it has done the same thing with those such as Daniel Hale, reality winner, so many more, Edgar Snow. Now, the truth is out there, but I've looked recently at the New York Times, I did a search, there's been no reporting about Daniel Hale since 2019. What does that say? 
If a tree falls and no one hears it, does it make a sound? Well, some may say it doesn't, but imagine how much bigger a sound does a drone make that kills so many innocent lives abroad. We have a duty to promote that truth, to take action where they left off of. We have these two theatrical figures here representing the thousands who have been killed and suffered because of U.S. drone attacks. I wonder personally if they don't also represent the confusion, sadness, and depression of the U.S. public, which is not hearing the truth about these drones, but is only hearing about the fights between the Democrats and the Republicans, forgetting, as many learned, that Obama was known as the drone president, and he was the leading president to put away whistleblowers in a new and aggressive way. So I say, let's make a thousand Daniel Hales. Let's continue to spread word about his heroism. Let's take action that such truth demands. Let's look up at the drone here and realize that because of Daniel Hales, Truth, we know about the surveillance technology and the weaponry, which are not front and center to those up there, but are front and center to us here, so we know about the death and suffering. Thank you. You've been listening to Essential Descent, bringing you audio from the last days of the U.S. Empire. I'm Wilton Vaught, producer of the series. This episode was a press conference in support of drone whistleblower Daniel Hale, who is facing sentencing on July 27, 2021, that could bring him 10 years in federal prison for releasing documents that revealed the gross human rights violations and war crimes of the U.S. Killer Drone Program. More information on Daniel Hale's case can be found at standwithdanielhale.org. You can watch the video of the press conference on my YouTube channel, Essential Descent, And if you find my channel or this program interesting, I'd appreciate your support via Patreon. Thanks for listening.